What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Emerson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy, alive. Yeah. yeah. New day. New day, yes. Are you happy to be back podcasting? Did you feel like we actually had uh, yeah. not a lot going on during Christmas? I mean, I, I felt like I'm, I'm sitting there over Christmas and I'm like, man, I feel like I need to be doing something, but but I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. The, so fortunately enough, uh, Christmas was, there, there was enough excitement going on that I was not paying attention so much to the news. I, I had other things to occupy myself with. So I, I you know, but when I, when I got done in the afternoon or the evenings, well, it was evening when, when everything was over. Um, I was going to say Midwestern family like Christmas, was, man. It's, it's an all day event. It is an all day event. Yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning till six thirty ish in the evening. Uh-huh. So, and you say um, your goodbyes around noon, one o'clock, but they don't right. actually end until six, yeah. seven o'clock in the evening. Right. So after all that, I did actually, you know, uh, coming back and uh, it, it it felt weird not knowing what was going on because we, uh, you, you, you had um, relayed some information about like the bombing and some of the other stuff that had happened that I didn't actually know about. I hadn't heard about uh, until uh, you told me because, you know, I had been disconnected from uh, news and everything going on. And the people I was interacting with were all disconnected from the, the news and, and that world. So. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I, I didn't see anything. In all fairness, I really wasn't paying attention to too much. I mean, there really wasn't much going on. The bombing thing yeah. only popped up because it was a major event, right? So, I mean, there there really wasn't much that was uh, that was happening. Trump's uh, Christmas announcement, of course, the media didn't even bother to play that because apparently we like their their Trump derangement syndrome is is beyond reproach. So, uh, I mean, you know, God forbid the guy actually and his wife actually put out a, uh, a Christmas message to anybody, but today. Bruce, do you like it when we squander taxpayer money? I mean, I, I personally, oh, I don't. I, I, I absolutely love and adore spending you love our it? money frivolously. Yes. That's, you know, Trump just, signed that piece of garbage uh, bill, yeah. and, and I'm not very happy about it, but you said there's an explanation behind it. I, I kind of, uh, part of me thinks maybe it was more of a political thing, uh, because if he didn't sign it, the government basically shuts down. Uh, and Whoa, whoa. Stop. Mm. The government shuts down and we're we're oh, OK. All right, I, I see. I see. All right. You can't have a shutdown when they're about to vote on the certifying the election. Yeah. OK. I, I see. There, there's that. But there's also the fact that a part of this budget was, um, you know, crammed in there was the covid relief uh, package that they were putting out. So the, the, the significant media, amount of six hundred dollars, right? It, right, the significant amount of six hundred dollars. Yes, half of what we got last time, and we're expected to, you know, all the businesses and everything that shut down and the the livelihoods that were destroyed. That six hundred dollars is supposed to be enough to, uh, you know, just put a bandage on that, if you will. And now they're going back saying they're going to create this new one now for two thousand dollar checks to everybody and six hundred dollars for every child. Mm, interesting. Well, um, honestly. The media would have uh, just thrashed him even more uh, for uh, not signing in the COVID relief bit. 
because they would say he's against you and all this kind of stuff. And, you, you know, there's just the so I, I imagine he's probably trying to just kind of smooth things over there. But he has said, um, I wanted two thousand dollars at least is what he he wanted to see passed. So, uh, you know, okay. I I don't I don't disagree. We need to we need to help these people. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know what? The states that did it, you're the ones that should be paying for the foot in the bill. You know, if you had a lockdown in your state, you should be the one that pays your populace for mm-hmm. shutting down. And, and if the you go bust, shut down shouldn't shouldn't pay for it. Yeah, and if you go bust and uh, and people's pensions get destroyed, guess what? That's your problem. Yeah, you you've got to. Pay I know for that it. sounds I know that sounds cold hearted, and I mean I'm almost sorry for for saying that, but at the same time I'm not. If you've got idiot politicians that have done this to your state, well then. I mean, and and you continue to support the lockdown on top of it, then there's not a whole lot I can say to that. Don't get me wrong. My my governor from my state has been an abject failure in all this because he's just a spineless loser, uh, as well as many other governors from respective states, wherever you come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine's been a little bit squishy on the the matter. A little bit, yeah. But guys, uh, excuse me, governors like uh, DeSantis in Florida, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He's not listening to any of the flack from the media. The media can go to hell. They're a disgrace. South Dakota, there's another one. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We had the 300,000 there for the bike rally, right? Where's all the deaths? That's a super spreader event, right? Where's all the deaths? Haven't seen any, have you? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Well, no, see, that's what what the new strain is from. Right. Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So $600, right? That was a significant amount. We covered that last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. Federal workers from the Department of Transportation, okay, they decided they were going to use their government expense accounts. Now, for those that don't know, I know some people that work in government. For those that don't know, you sign up for one of their expense accounts. Basically, they just give you a credit card and you just charge whatever on it. But those are supposed to be for your travel expenses, right? Your hotel, your car rentals, your flights, these things, food. It's supposed to be for those things. But not what these people were spending it on. They were spending it in casinos. They were spending it on cruises. They were spending it on their own personal shopping in Costco, uh, these types of things. So a U.S. uh, US Department of Transportation employee went on a recent $2,500 shopping spree using a government credit card reserved for official travel to buy uh, to buy items at a local Costco and other stores and restaurants. Again, that's backed up by the U.S. taxpayer mm-hmm. that's supposed to be for your travel expenses because you're doing the people's work or whatever, right? So the transactions initially went undetected, even though they occurred at stores near the worker's home, not on the travel, and while the worker was on vacation. So they're in, so the Department of Transportation, they have their own uh, internal uh, investigators, and they were looking into all of this stuff. And they say the federal travel regulation states that travelers may not use travel cards for personal reasons while on official travel. True. You're supposed to use your own personal stuff. You fill out the expenses, save all your receipts. You fill out your expenses, and then you put it on, a, on an expense reimbursement form, and then they give it back to you. That's usually how it goes. Or it gets added to your next check tax-free. That's usually how they do it. At least when I had an, an expense account through a firm, that's what they did for me. Contrary to this regulation, they found that the travel card holder made an unauthorized $217 purchase at a Costco warehouse located near their residence. I'm sure it was just for official government business. Mm. Yes, yes. While we also reviewed the travel card holder's transactions in the universe and identified 
$2,351 in additional unauthorized purchases at restaurants and grocery stores. See, they were just they were just out buying food for themselves. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That were located in close proximity to their residence. These purchases occurred before the travel card holders authorized trip and while they were on a break. So see, you work a little bit. This is how the government works. The government workers do it. You work a little bit, then they send you home. And then they send you out on assignment. You use your once you get an authorized assignment, then you are authorized to use that card for those expenses and and whatever. Um, but that's all it's used for. That's all they they authorize that stuff for. Well, see, no, it, those those expenses were things for the trip. See, like snacks for the trip. And, right. Right. And yeah. Clothing yeah. M and M's for the flight. For the yeah. All, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course. Right. Of course. And you know, just just. I'm sure it was just sodas to drink in the rental car and everything. Sure, sure. Sure, where, yeah. Where are my manners? Uh, but the episode was hardly isolated. The inspector general's office estimated nearly 10% of all charges made on the Department of Transportation employees' travel cards were improper. Mm. We haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. We found that the travel card holders did not follow prescribed policies and procedures for an estimated $18.6 million in purchases of a universe totaling 193.6 million that were reported hmm. while the That's shopping spree oh yeah yeah while the shopping spree by the vacationing by the vacationing employee was shocking it wasn't the worst example that was uncovered by the Department of Transportation's Inspector General's office another employee ran up about $40,000 in charges on a government credit card including a cruise without ever traveling for official business hmm that's not a problem. He booked it? a cruise on his government credit card that's paid for by the U.S. taxpayer. We found that a travel card holder with authorized official travel who made a, or excuse me, without authorized official travel who made personal purchases on their travel card. These purchases totaling approximately $40,000 included payments for cruises, for airline tickets to a utility company. See, they're paying their own bills with their government credit card and at a supermarket in close proximity to their residence. Do you idiots that do this, do you actually think you're not going to get caught? I find that fascinating. In all this, they've cited weaknesses in their transportation department's oversight of travel cards. I, I think they might have a little bit, <laughs> little bit of a problem there, uh, including uh -huh. an inability to monitor charges, monitor charges at near employees' homes or to flag expenses that did not occur around the time of official trips. Uh, here's what, what you do. Here, here's what you do. You start with getting rid of their credit cards. Okay, that, that's the first thing. The second mm -hmm. thing is you issue them prepaid cards. And you unlock them when they are authorized for travel. That's all you do. That's all you do. And then you can track them from there. That would be my solution to this. Or, I mean, well, we could just, how about we just do it on their smartphones? Yeah. How about, how about we just do that? Or, or Bruce, we could get those, get them those chips. Yeah. You know, just the little, yeah. the little chips. Yeah. And just give them authorization. I mean, that, that would make a lot of, that would make it a lot easier. That would, yeah, that would make it a lot easier. Then you could track it. You'd have a dig, uh -huh. digital paper trail. You would know exactly what they're buying, when they're buying, where they're at. Yeah. The Department of Transportation controls are not sufficient to prevent or detect inappropriate use of travel cards, they concluded in their report. We identified internal control weaknesses in multiple areas within the DOT travel cards program. I think you people got a long ways to go. I'm not blaming the inspectors. At least they caught it. And that's that's good. But the department itself as a whole, I mean, you're going to have to come up with a new system because apparently that one's not working. Well, I have an idea. How about you just axe the entire department? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Leave it up to the states. Yeah to, yeah, to see to their own interstates and highways. Mm -hmm. Oh, that that would mm -hmm. be that'd be great. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. I think that about all the departments, by the way. 
or a majority of them. Uh, by the way, just on a side note, yeah, I, I agree. That, well, how about this one? Not to be outdone, Pentagon employees got away with spending more than $100,000 at strip clubs mm. and more than $1 million at casinos using their travel cards, according to a 2015 report. Mm. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. All right, space radishes. What do we got? Actually, this one is... Um this one's fun. So on November twenty, uh, let's see, uh, November thirtieth, uh, they harvested um, twenty radishes that had been uh, growing in microgravity. Uh, this is the first experiment of its kind. Well, not really of its kind, but of this type of food. The other foods they had been they had done were uh, wheat and uh, I believe some kind of lettuce or cabbage. Um, uh, some the uh, green leafy vegetable. Whereas this one is, um, this one's uh, a bit different. Scientists pick this one because um, the vegetable is uh, well understood by scientists and it reaches maturity in just 27 days. So um, NASA had actually uploaded a video, uh, a time lapse of the vegetables growing. Um, It looks normal, uh, if you will. Uh, Nothing abnormal about growing in a microgravity from from what it looks like um and they will be returned to earth for further study uh the next spacex um resupply which will be early next year so the coming weeks uh, Mm -hmm. they will be returned for study and we'll we'll know if they develop properly um I, i i assume um but the uh, I'm just it, curious. I'm just curious. How many millions of dollars are we going to spend on the study of radishes? I'm just, I'm just wondering what that's going to come to. That's, uh, I, I don't know how much money has gone into it so far. Cause like I said, they, they, they tried wheat before and, uh, radishes are similar to genetically similar to a cabbage. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, this is stuff we need to know. If we're going to do long-term missions, though, to like Mars, true, this is something that we we do we, need to have hydroponics and stuff. I mean, that that does we we do need to have uh, an ability. Now, how did they grow these? I mean, you're trying to grow something in uh, in zero G. How does this work? Okay, so it looks like it's a box about maybe the size of uh, an oven, uh, roughly, and inside there they have the radishes were growing and essentially a hydroponics uh, setup, more or less. But it's it's basically uh, the, the the radishes are, for lack of a better term, bolted down to to the base of it, and it has the UV light for it, or, you know, the growth lamp, and um, all the water and nutrients that it needs right there, accessible to it. Um, obviously, it's not going to be exactly like a hydroponics bay because microgravity and water water tends to um, kind of go everywhere when it's uh, in a microgravity. So it's a little bit different how they had the watering system. I, I believe it's more of a drip system. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it irrigates the soil based upon how much moisture it can hold or, or needs. So yeah, 27 days um, is all it took. I didn't realize radishes grew that quickly, but uh, there you go. Interesting. And these are actual radishes. They're not like some hybrid GMO uh, moisture resistant crop, right? Yeah. No, these are um, just... Radishes. Um, the uh, the uh, wheat that they had tried before, uh, the first experiment, that one is actually, uh, I, I looked into the wheat a little bit. It's, it's called dwarf wheat um, or semi-dwarf wheat. And I didn't realize that's the new strand that they've been using since the 60s or 50s. But it, it's basically just the stalk is shorter 
um, it's stronger. It's able to hold uh, more grain. Grain starts growing quicker. It's disease resistant uh, and more tolerable of, of climates. Um, and this actually doubled the wheat production in some places like Pakistan and India and so on and so forth. So it's um, uh, one of the ones that will be sent uh, to space uh, whenever we go to Mars, along with probably radishes, probably cabbage, probably um, you know, whatever else they can determine that grows in microgravity. More than likely, most things are going to grow in microgravity just fine, uh, is my mm-hmm. guess. Well, if we can grow radishes, I mean, it stands to reason. I mean, if you look at other things that are fast growing, like zucchinis and squash, I mean, you could spit one of mm-hmm. those things out every few days. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that's probably going to be some of the stuff that uh, is sent up there exactly for that reason. Uh, they grow quickly. Same with the 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 wheat. Um, that one will be good, though, for like your, your breads and your grains and whatnot. Right. Um, right. I don't know, Bruce. I, I, I don't know, Bruce. I, honestly, I, I don't know, because I mean, we're, we have to be gluten free. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, in the new space, in, in the new space force, we've got to be gluten free. Oh, okay. So they'll be growing. Go to Mars right. on a gluten free diet. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, speaking of crazy, let's get over to uh, let's get over to some campus insanity, shall we? We haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's let's talk about campus insanity. So what mm-hmm. this is, right? This is uh, this is something that's put out by the Washington Free Beacon. I love these things that they put out. They put out one of these, and they put out this week in leftist violence, and we love talking about it because some of this stuff is just absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. This is a weekly roundup of the craziest developments at the nation's four thousand plus institutions of. <clears throat> I'm doing the air quotes, higher learning. Let's start with, and, and we have like, uh, th- there's like 12 of these things, but we're only going to do a few of these because we don't have that much time. Let's start with this one. Uh, Tulane University offers a feminism in Trumplandia course. So an English professor is offering a course on feminism in the wake of the Trump administration as the president ravages of assaults on women. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Such as... Such as the nomination of Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett uh, have created an, quote, unprecedented dystopia for women. So electing a woman to or appointing a woman to the Supreme Court is bad for women. Well, apparently, according to this, and of course, the, the way that she adopts kids and the way that she's actually a parent, that apparently that's dystopic for women mm. as well. Yes, yes. How one of their children are... Uh, handicapped and mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just uh, again again this is uh th- this is uh this week in campus insanity so it's not supposed to make any sense to a normal logical thinking person students at the university of oregon attempt to remove college republicans from campus well that's inclusive isn't it that that's inclusive that's tolerant that is inclusive and tolerant i mean clearly these republicans are crazy fascists that they uh, are they are yeah they were having a stop the steal rally and the uh uh i guess the I guess the local Antifa, Antifa chapter wasn't too pleased about that. So they decided that they were going to um, start a, uh, a petition for uh, attempting to remove the college Republicans from campus. Mm-hmm. University of Kansas encourages officers to, of course, now see, this is not racist or anything. This is not profiling. They encourage officers to log the race of individuals stopped by police. So again, that's see, that's not racist or anything. I, uh, first of all, that's something they already do. So I, I don't. I don't understand. Like that's well, that's literally one of the things yeah. they report. The a University of Kansas task force is charged with improving the policies and procedures of public safety office recommended recording the race of each individual stopped by officers. I mean, I, I don't know if people are aware of this, but uh, typically your race also kind of uh, has an effect on your skin color, and that's also an identifier. So they typically go by you know the visual appearances. 
to help identify individuals. Uh-huh. So they, they tend to already list your race. Again, it's campus insanity. A Georgetown program for students of color is accused of racism. Every member of a Georgetown University's campus program designed to mentor students of color recently resigned, citing the program's racism, queer, this is a new one on me, queerphobia, sexism, and classism. It's a lot of isms. I would want to see why they're accusing them of, of such things. The, the racist thing, typically if you're doing anything based on race, that, that, that might be racism. So, you know, you might want to check yourself. But in this case, I'm wondering if this was actually a good program. And it was a program that was started to help inner city students. It's entirely possible. You know, mentor them. So uh, it was I'd designed say. to be an anti-racist thing, but the the woke people got a hold of it and turned it into a racist thing. Yeah, we're not even necessarily because of the resignation. It, well, it's just because the, the people know, that were there resigned. Right. Yeah. So they they basically turned it into a racist thing when it wasn't at all. It, it, it sounds like on the surface that it was probably a mentoring thing to actually help them survive in life. You know. And, and be functioning members of society. But yeah. OK, a Florida lawmaker calls on the University of Central Florida to investigate a professor for using the term Wuhan coronavirus. <laughs> that was just fun. all right. That's that's just that's just stupidity. You need to be taken out smack for that one. Students and the state lawmakers are calling on the University of Central Florida to investigate politics professor Alvin Quackenbush. Interesting name. After he sent a message to students in April about the Wuhan coronavirus. So see, what? yeah, he's he's just it's a conspiracy theory. Well, uh, clearly, the only people that talk about the Wuhan virus or the China virus are crazy Trumpsters. So that's true. That's true. And of course, Marty brings it up now with his uh, <laughs> his latest thing of this pangolin sandwich. If you remember that from last night, <laughs> yeah, this pangolin. I hadn't heard about that pangolin sandwich. That, that's an interesting one. <laughs> this is okay. A New York University professor asks the question: What if white Americans' taxes were investigated for ties to slavery? A New York University professor suggested that white people should be forced to submit their taxes to be checked for ties to slavery. This guy can't be serious. He, he can't actually be serious. OK, let's start with Joe Biden. Can we do that? Can we start there? Right. Can we uh, uh, maybe maybe maybe, uh, you know, taxes are racist and, and, you know, taxes started when because of slavery and everything, everything. So maybe maybe we should just abolish taxes. Do you think that would work? Actually, I'm I'm fine with that because I think taxes are theft anyway. The uh, the the thing is, is there was there was some country. Maybe you can help me on this one. There was some country in recent history. When I say recent, I'm talking the last couple hundred years mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had a very successful independence movement. They campaigned on the slogan "No taxation without representation." Do you, Do you know what country that was? Oh, you know that one. Oof, that that's it, a tough it's, one. Man. It's it, it's I've heard that, and and I just I can never think of what country that is. Yeah. Uh, it sounds familiar, though. I mean, I, I, it, I does. it does. It does. Yeah, I, I've heard it before so many times. I just I, I've never never put it together as to what country that actually is. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is. It is. OK. University of Michigan Task Force claims that. <laughs> how do I do this without laughing? Picnic and long time no see are not inclusive. So the University of Michigan's IT department created a list of non-inclusive words and phrases alongside more inclusive alternatives. It suggests swapping folks for guys and gals, which I don't know how you can do that with identity politics, and built in for native. So what are we supposed to call them? Uh, Built in Americans? Is that what we're supposed to call them now? 
are we supposed to refer to Native Americans now as built-in Americans? Is that is that how it works? I, I mean, yeah. judging by this, I mean, I, I'm just trying to understand. And we're supposed to now use gathering instead of picnic. Uh, is uh, I'm okay. So legitimately, I'm I'm trying to understand. Like, is the etymology of of the word picnic is it racist somehow? Is it? I, uh, I don't know. How's folks? supposed to be not inclusive because you're referring to everyone so now you're yeah. going to segregate it to male and female or excuse me guys and gals yeah which they don't even claim exist anyway right so well that doesn't make not, any sense they're all gender. but at the same time yeah exactly but at the same time they're always championing uh indigenous people right native american right. population they're always championing yeah. that but yet they're they're cutting out their own term here native right so this one this one really this literally does elude me on on thinking like they do. Uh, I, I I I don't even see where they're going with this. I can't follow it. I, I just can't follow it. It's it's just this lunacy is just it's insane. The University of Rhode Island students want a whitelist and threaten to sue the school if the next president of the school isn't black. Okay, first of all, that's racist. Uh, it doesn't get any more racist than that. That's a, a, a white list. Are, are, really? You you you're gonna a white. Why? Why can't you just have a list? Whitelist is so racist. Um, but then, uh, what what happened to electing people or 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 even hiring people based on their merit? What, what well, they're getting that? rid of the merit based system. That's what all this is about. Students yeah. at the University of Rhode Island are making a white list of professors who speak about diversity without actively now. See, it's not woke enough. Without actively pushing the school to hire a more diverse administration. So, see, don't hire people on on merit. Don't do that hire people based on their identity. Students also threaten to file a lawsuit against the school if its next president is not black. How is that not racist? How? I, I don't care. I, I don't I don't care if if the school president is white, black, Asian, Hispanic. I don't care. I don't care. Are they qualified to be there? Yeah. Oh, under. But the thing is, is uh, lawsuit wise, uh, how are you going to word it to make the argument uh, so that it's not thrown out immediately? Because like if I'm a judge and I see that, I'm immediately throwing it out. You you have no case. Like no. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes no sense. All right, last one. Uh, because we're out of time. Law professor says that Black Americans' votes should count twice. Well, if you vote D, your vote already counts five or six times. So uh, white or black, it doesn't matter. White, black, Latino, it doesn't matter. Well, this this last election, we we learned that it doesn't matter what your vote is, even if you're R or D, it doesn't matter. It's uh, it's D. That is true. All right, we are out of time, so uh, we are going to have to go. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning. 